Welcome to another edition of Flying Solo, a Golic family podcast, but Flying Solo. I know. Well, I didn't even start, and you said enough? <laughs> you don't have to go through the whole spiel. But, but I am here. anyway. They're okay. here already. You're here. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Uh, tell a friend. Yeah. Tell a friend. Subscribe. Subscribe. Rate. Rate. Review. Rate. Look at that. You're getting good at this. Where you do all that, you guys know I don't. Wherever um, you get your podcasts. There you go. Uh, it's yeah. my wife, Chris. At ND Mom. For did you guys miss me last week? Follow on Twitter. <laughs> I did truly fly solo last week. And, uh, How did it feel? It, it, you know, it, it felt good. I had a little more freedom. You didn't shoot me down a lot. You didn't go where I didn't want you to go. We try and go through questions, and then you never ask the questions <laughs> that I highlight. You kind of go your own route. So, I like it to be spontaneous. But I don't, then why do you ask me to ask people questions? And well, then no, you, I get them off there. No, but then you say, heart the questions that you want me to ask, and I do that, and then you don't ask them. Right, then I pick my own. Okay, but but then don't ask me. And don't then, heart them then. Well, you ask me to heart them. Well, don't. I, I don't I, I'm trying to listen to you. I'm trying to let you be don't part listen. of this. Yeah, don't. Do you just want to be on the whole time with me now? No. No, it's your podcast. Oh, no, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's yes, not. Yes, it is. Um, off the top, some people have been asking about our family podcast, yeah. what, what's going on with it, what might be happening. I don't know. Uh, there's been a little bit of a rebellion in the family. The family, a bunch of young punks who have uh, their own lives going on. So sometimes they feel it's a bit, you know, oh, you know, treading on my life, you know. And well, I know I they've got a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, they do. But you know what? They're punk and grateful little bastards. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Yeah, there was an uprising, yeah. so I don't know when I'm going to be able to like rally the troops yeah. again. Yeah, um, we want their they want to participate. Right. We don't want to force them into anything. So I know I can get Sydney to want to. I'll just say I'm going to get rid of the credit card, right? And then she'll all yeah. of a sudden we, want to. We always to. have something to hang over. Yeah, everybody that. else, I, I have no idea how yeah. it's going to work. It's kind so. of a wild card. I'll keep working on it. Um, yeah. maybe at some point, you know, one will just pop up. <clears throat> yeah. But, but understand, yeah. it's it's all on the kids. Yeah, it's the kids' fault. Not on us yeah. at all. So All right, so we got that out of yes. the way, throwing them yeah. under the bus, which they deserve. So before we get into sports, plenty to do there with uh, there's grill gola questions I always ask for. But I'm not going to do a podcast next week. It's Thanksgiving. Everybody do your thing. You don't want to hear me talking. Um, so we'll incorporate some Thanksgiving questions into this week. And if you like it, just Play it again next week. Yeah. You know, for this your This is friends. always a big week for you. Yeah. You, you yeah. really gear up for Listen, this week. Well, yeah. it's about food, so right. how do I not gear up for it in so many different ways that you could prepare food and eat foods and favorites and things like that? So let's jump into some Grow Gola questions. There'll be some sports, but it'll be a lot around Thanksgiving. So go ahead, Chris. I mean, right away, people want to know the, how you rank your sides. Like, what is the side that you look forward so, to the most? So the first question I ask when we talk sides is stuffing a side. Yes. Okay. And a lot of people say, do you, we call it stuffing. Other people call it dressing. Right. Same thing. It works thing. for me. Right. Tomato, tomato, yeah, right? Exactly. Okay. Um, if stuffing is a side, that's number one. And the best thing about stuffing is the cut-up sausage that's in the stuffing. Right. Somebody asked that, um, do you put sausage yes. in the stuffing? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Now, I have heard, I have seen some of the experts, and I'm air-quoting out there, that say you shouldn't cook the stuffing inside the turkey because it dry or makes it takes the turkey longer to cook and then you might dry it out. Okay, well I'm all, I love it in the, in the love turkey. love spooning it out of the turkey. Is there anything better than the part that's right no. at the you know the the big the, hole the crust yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
the, yeah, yeah, at the big hole, hole yeah. where, where the where it's come where the this dressing is coming out and it's all crusty. crusty? Oh, it's phenomenal. That's the best part. Best part. Phenomenal. So I'm so hungry right now. I am too. Dressing or then then stuffing, dressing, whatever you want to call it, that would be my number one number sign. One. Me too, I think. After that, you know, I'm going mashed potatoes, green bean casserole. I do not like cranberry sauce. That's not a side. I love it. It's a uh, side. It's a side. Okay, it is. Uh, yams. Love them. Don't Sweet like potatoes. them. potatoes. Don't like them. Love them. Don't like all that. So you and I are so different on right. that. So I am basically a stuffing, mashed potatoes, green bean casserole. I, I I pretty much am too, but I like cranberries. I like so. Would yams. you take cranberries and yams over mashed potatoes and green bean casserole? It'd be close. We, we that's not an answer. Um, Is stuffing number one? Yes. Okay. Stuffing. Then what's next? I never eat it if you ask me what I'm going to eat next, it's going to be mashed potatoes and then the green bean casserole. I think I would do like a sweet potato casserole before I would do mashed potatoes. Okay. Which has changed from when I was a kid. I right. was always mashed right. potatoes. And I really like cranberry sauce, but I love the green bean casserole. Green bean casserole it's hard so to good. give up. Like if you're making me give it up. So good. I think I'd still do the green bean casserole, yeah. but I love yeah. the cranberry sauce. I don't consider biscuits a side dish. No. Bread. Bread, you don't. No, because I love biscuits, okay. you know, as yeah. well. I, I think the thing about what makes them for me is that we don't eat them usually during the other time of right, the year. Right. So it makes it special. It makes it unique. special. Yeah. I, I agree. And uh, that's why I look forward to it so much. Yeah, so, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. So uh, somebody asked us if we had ever had the stuffing with done with White Castle hamburgers, which sounds incredible to me. It does sound incredible, but for those that have had White Castle, we know how good it is, and then we know how much you pay the price. It's true, but I feel like if you maybe bulked it up a little bit. Because that's the thing. You can eat so much of it, right. White Castle. Where did it just open up, and it was the lines were crazy? In Arizona. In Arizona. They In just Scottsdale. Kind of yeah, yeah. yeah. About, I would say about six months or so ago, they opened a White Castle. And the lines, the lines were, were like hours Chick, of They were like Chick-fil-A lines, yes, right? But, yeah. But it like six hours of people yeah. waiting in line. And and more power to you for doing it because you're going to love it and then you are going to pay the price <laughs> later. But you don't mind. And by the way, everybody else is going to pay the price. White Castle stuffing. I would absolutely yeah. try that. If any of you have tried it, I'd love yeah. to hear like yeah. what you thought of it and if you you know do it on a regular basis because uh, it really sounds It does sound me, appealing. So. I agree. Um, that People have asked about what time you like to eat dinner. Now... We usually have Thanksgiving with a fr- with friends. We do. And we we have, probably won't do yeah. that this year. Yeah, um, that's right because yeah. of, of COVID. But right. normally with them, it had been like five o'clock or so. Right. That's too late for me. Now I'm not going to tell them that. <laughs> what time do you have okay. Dinner, right? I mean, it's there. It's their house. We're invited guests, so I love it around one o'clock. Well, I like it because it's the early football game. Yes. And then by the later later games, you could go back and have another round that way. I completely agree. So I wouldn't mind doing it like at 12.30, start the meal. It's before the game starts. And then by the time, and then I definitely have a TV visible from the table. Right. So you can start to watch some of the game. For those of you that say no TV, just eat. That's fine. Do it your yeah. way. I'm, I'm, yeah. We're just telling you how it's our way. We have no problem watching the game. And then to your point... You can watch the game, probably nap, right. unbuckle the belt buckle, <laughs> and then you have a whole nother game, which means you have a whole nother meal. Right. I mean, it's just awesome. Right. Um, so my our preferred time, I would say, is between 12, 31 o'clock. Yep. Uh, somebody asked your go-to pie. Well, on, on Thanksgiving, it's pumpkin pie. Yeah. Now, the, the difference here is 
if you have pumpkin pie, you got to have the other stuff with it, especially like whipped cream. Right. Cool Whip I have, ice cream, mostly Cool Whip. I, I like put so much Cool Whip on it, you can't see the actual pie itself. But like apple pies and chocolate cream pies, those are just regular pies that yeah, you don't but have. Apple, I usually put whipped cream or ice cream I on. do too, but if you put a piece of apple pie in front of me and pumpkin pie and say you just have to have the pie, I'm going to eat the apple pie. Right. Because it's more flavorful to me because I have to dress up the pumpkin pie. I can eat so, them both plain. Oh, I could too. Don't right. get me wrong. Right. They're both going down the gullet. <laughs> but you're asking me, uh, I think an apple pie, you can eat more plain than a pumpkin pie. Right. And this this year we get the bonus of birthday cake on Thanksgiving. Too. It is your birthday My on birthday. Thanksgiving. So you get pie yes, and cake. and cake. Wow. Which in the Golok house, it's like hitting the lottery. It is. <laughs> because one of the greatest things ever outside of leftover Thanksgiving food for the next couple days is extra cake that you put in the fridge and the next morning. Cake for breakfast. Cold, oh. breakfast, cold cake for breakfast is one of the all-time great things. It is. You known can never, to mankind. never go wrong. By the way, can I just mention as an aside... My wife was out shopping the other day and brought home a, a, a preemptive pumpkin pie. A tester. Yeah, which is cool. <laughs> you know, so we pick at it. So one morning as we get up, and my wife loves to have oatmeal in the morning. So as I'm watching you prepare it this particular morning, and I see you put protein powder in it, <laughs> you put blueberries in it. Can you tell everybody what else you put in it, along with those unbelievably healthy things. <laughs> I cut up a sliver of pumpkin pie. Yes, you did. <laughs> you cut up. I literally watched her cut a sliver, break up the pieces, and right on top of the protein powder and the blueberries in her oatmeal went chunks of pumpkin pie. And you know what? I was never more proud. <laughs> Right there, I wanted to take her upstairs, but the dog. Hey, well, hey, you know hey, what I'm hey, saying. Hey. You know what I mean. Yeah, that was uh, that's my wife right there. Yeah. That was awesome. And I can say it was good. I bet it, it was. was. Very good. I bet it was. Um, uh, somebody who tweeted at us is named Jay Keegan. He said, "Please tell my wife that key lime key lime pie is not a part of Thanksgiving." Okay, here's my deal. It's like it's like people saying putting pineapple on a pizza is not a pizza. If you like it. Eat it. It's well, a pizza I think to it you. It should be an auxiliary pie. It right. should be your focal pie. Now, I would agree with that. But again, I'm not going to tell anybody if you've got a table of 12 people and 10 people love key lime pie and three people like pumpkin pie, make key lime pie your pie. I don't care. I happen to love key lime pie. But I'll admit, I have never in all the meals I've had has there been a key lime pie. No. It has been apple pie, apple crumble pie. Pumpkin pie and chocolate cream pie. They're really the pies that have been the Golic staple over the years. But, and and we've But pie is kind of a, a thing on Thanksgiving, don't it you is. think? So, so I, think, I think as a secondary pie. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the more no people you yeah. the more people you have, the more pie variety, variety of pies you can sure. have to, to pick and choose from. Yep. Yep. I saw this this week and I uh, wanted to know your opinion on it because I think you might have missed it. Um, the Waffle House came out with a beer. Now, it's bacon flavored beer. When I'm eating at the Waffle House, it's either right in the morning, you know, when I well, have my breakfast. I don't think it's meant to be drank at the Waffle oh. House. It's in oh, cans. Oh. Um, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I am, I love beer. I am not a fan of flavored beer. I'm would, not. A, would you try it? Oh, I certainly would try. Okay. I'll try anything. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll try any beer. But I, I'm, I'm not an overly big fan of. Flavored beer. Like they're doing all the seltzer beer now. Seltzer beer? No, they're doing beers that are making them seltzers. 
Well, the beer companies are making seltzer. Seltzer. I'm it's not a fan. It's beer, though. Whatever it it's is. It's seltzer. It's separate. I, it's I, like I, its own division. I don't really like it. But it's seltzer. But I don't really it's like not, it. But it's not beer. Okay, but I don't really like okay, it. Okay, but it's not mixing beer with seltzer. All right, well, okay. Maybe okay, I you got that wrong. Never mind. One thing that Mikey was talking on his show, and I wanted to get your opinion about eggnog. No. You don't like it the at all? Nog, the nog, as nog. Mike would call it. Now, his question on his show was, <laughs> if they rebranded eggnog as the nog, the nog, would you be more apt to drink No. It? Now, your father, oh my, I never saw a man it. drink so much eggnog. He'd drink right out of the car. It was, yeah, like I would drink milk out yeah. of the car, and he would drink the nog. nog. I do not like eggnog. No, I think the nog could work if you sold it as a spiked drink, don't you think? The nog. Well, don't most people spike their nog? I don't know. My dad didn't, so... Yeah, he didn't. No. He I didn't. know our son, Mike, would, without I, question. Most of our kids would. Yeah, without, but, without a doubt. But you I don't d- like it at I all. I don't know enough about that to do or not because I don't drink the nog. Right. You I do not like it. You don't it. like it? No, do not like You've it. You've tried it, though. Yes, I've tried it. Okay. Just like I tried buttermilk one time and almost threw up all over myself. Well, that's myself. different. The buttermilk isn't meant to be drank I, like... I, I know, but... I'm, well, it's meant to be drank. No, it's usually mixed in with people something. I've seen people drink buttermilk. Plain. Yes. And it's horrific. Who's drinking I saw it somewhere and I was <laughs> made not, to try it. That's a lie. <laughs> that's a I lie. I was made to try it out of a glass and I almost well, barfed it back into the... to you. <laughs> because usually people... So you're saying nobody drinks buttermilk I've plain. never seen anybody drink okay, buttermilk. Okay, that doesn't mean it doesn't happen because you didn't see okay, it. Okay, we're going to do a little investigating okay. with buttermilk. But I thought it was I mean, just I a, understand, a mix into a Because it wouldn't or... buttermilk pancakes be like that? Wouldn't it be buttermilk with the pancakes? <laughs> no. Okay. Should I shut up now? Yeah, let's, let's move on. All right. Okay. Um, this week... The Bears. Yes. They've had a lot of problems at quarterback. Yes, they have. And our offense, yeah, it stinks. And it started us talking about how it was maybe reminiscent of the Eagle days when we were in Philadelphia and the defense was strong, special teams was strong, and offense Offense was bad. Yeah. Yeah, we we went through some times in Philly, uh, especially when Randall Cunningham got hurt. And one time he got hurt in the the, the first game. The year I thought. We were going to win it all, and he got hurt the first game against the Packers, got his knee blown out, and we were all just on the sideline, like, no way that just happened. Um, the offense was horrible. The offense averaged about 11 points a game, and we as a defense gave up like 10 points a game. Our you defense. Do the math. That's not I mean, it was, it was one of the years where our defense was like number one in everything, and our offense couldn't get out of their that own way. That was when Bud Carson was there, right? Yeah, when okay. Bud Carson was our D coordinator. And it was Rich Kotite was the was the coach, and uh, he was an offensive guy. And there would be, and we had a lot of people. And know anything about the the teams I was on from the mid to later '80s and early '90s with the Eagles is we had some real A personalities, mm-hmm. uh, maybe A hole personalities <laughs> would be the, the way to put it. But I mean, they were great, got great teammates. I loved best time of our career. Was, very intense. Was it, but very intense. Both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. So when it when it got dicey, you know, it got it got intense in the locker rooms there. In our locker room, when you'd walk in, the offensive area would be first. You'd have to walk through it to go to the defensive side. And man, there would be half times of games where there would be shout matches on the sideline. There'd be a lot of glaring as they were running off the field and we were running on the field after a turnover or something. It it, it wasn't it wasn't great. And that's when you that's when you really have to kind of take a breath and say, okay, you know, they're not trying to suck. I mean, right. they're just not 
very good right now. So you know you have to pick it up. It gets frustrating. It really gets frustrating. And it can boil over because, you know, it can get very intense, obviously, on game days. Do you think that the head coach's personality has anything to do with how that happens? Oh, in the sure. Room? Sure. I mean, you know, yes. Uh, can a head coach, you know, squelch that right away? Can he get to the leaders, really the leaders of the team? Because without a doubt, the leaders of our team really ran that team. I mean, they, yeah. they, we ran that locker room. Not we. I wasn't one of them. Um, but one of the leaders of that team, they would run the locker room. So it was tough at times, but then you have to kind of collect it. And you have to kind of pull it in and say, okay, this isn't serving us any good. It's not going to make the one side of the ball any better. Because there's been teams that had it the other way. Great offense and a horrible defense. You know, bitching at each other and fighting each other isn't going to make that other side of the ball any better. So emotions are going to overflow. It's going to happen. But at some point, you have to collect yourself and, and for the greater good. Yeah, it just doesn't look good in Chicago right now. No, it does not look good in Chicago right now. Because the one thing is, is... It's tough to do everything for a number of years. So you have a really good defense and you feel like you're wasting the years. Just like if you had a, a great offense and a bad defense, you'd feel like you'd be wasting it. Right. You know, and it, and it all can't come together because they're, they're in a bad way. And, and they're not coming out of it anytime soon. No, they're because not. Nick Foles isn't your future quarterback. Mitch Trubisky isn't your future quarterback. So the quarterback that's finally going to lead the Bears out of whatever they're in, whatever year that's going to happen, is not on the roster right now. Right. So and your old line has been hurt. I, I you know? found it stunning how... How stymied the offense is because two years ago, well, the first year Nagy was there, it was right, coach of the year. It it was, I mean, it was something to watch. Yeah, it it was. was fun to watch. Yeah, it and was. I don't, the pieces haven't changed all that much. No, that's why Matt Nagy's catching a lot of flack. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, you know, is just he's he's not going to be the guy. He's mm -hmm. he's not good enough to be the guy there to carry this team. Certainly, Nick Foles isn't going to be that guy either. So, it, I I I and I hate seeing people lose their jobs, but I think it's going to be a clean sweep there mm -hmm. um, from the coaching staff and just try and, and start now, over again. Maggie, before he got there, was calling the plays in Kansas in City, In Kansas right? City. You know, he was, he was, so he brought that system. Now that the enemy is running, and the enemy right. in Kansas City is going to become a head coach. Andy Reid is overseas at all. Andy Reid calls, right. Like, Kansas City is so creative in what they do with things, and I get it. Like, they have great pieces of the puzzle there. But I would still think some of that creativity has so, kind of been lost. So what's interesting, though, is you always look about the tree. Look at the Bill Belichick tree. Look at all the coaches that have left there. Who's been successful? Right. Bill O'Brien has won some in Houston, but we're, we can't get on him enough for the GM part of the job right. he's doing. So he's not going to be there much longer. Now, people longer. are pointing to the Giants coach and saying he's looking pop, Joe like Judge, he's trending the he's right way. He's one of the ones trending the right way, but no other guy that has gone out to be a head coach and now Andy Reid has Nagy going out, big first year, struggling now. The enemy's going to get a job, but it's always interesting to see when the tree starts, some of the branches of the tree go somewhere else, you know, and how well do they do. Right. You know? Uh, I mean, I, you just wonder if just Andy Reid is just so intricate in all of that. Yeah. That regardless if you're a part of it, it doesn't translate. I think just because it works in one place, you understand the interest. Well, let's let's take a branch from that. And let's implement it here, but it obviously always doesn't work that way. And we're talking about one of the greatest coaches of all time, and Bill Belichick. Right. And it's just not working with his assistants when they become head coaches somewhere else. So there's obviously something to that person of Bill Belichick and Andy Reid that it, that they mean so much to that team. Right. Sometimes it translates for coaches when they leave. Sometimes it doesn't. 
I worry about Virginia McCaskey and what this is doing to her. She's yeah. like 96 years old. I know. Got to be tough. She's got to just be, gotta be so tough. miserable yeah. hoping to get one before she, yeah. you know. I would agree. Um, so I'm thinking of her. So <clears throat> um, the other thing I wanted to talk to talk about before I get up and leave is about uh, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. <clears throat> right. Um, with Drew Brees being hurt and not really knowing how long. How about that? Cracked ribs, both sides, punctured ribs, lung. Yeah, and a punctured lung. Uh, if it were me, now again, I'm not there in practice. No. Um, but if everything is running smoothly in practice, Taysom Hill is like a gadget quarterback. Right. I would start Jameis Winston. Right. Because you know what you can always do? Change. Put Taysom right. Hill in. Right. You could do it the other way, too. You could put Taysom Hill and start it out and bring Jameis in. But if you're asking me, again, as long as Jameis has the offense, you're comfortable with Jameis in practice, see, that's what you never see. Right. And But if it, it's all smooth like that, I would start Jameis and keep Taysom Hill just in the role that he's, that he's doing yeah. right now and, and ready to go. So that that's that's what I would do uh, at this point. And nobody really knows how long Drew Brees is going to be out, but I've got to imagine five cracked ribs and a punctured lung is going to keep you out multiple weeks. Yeah, some I, I've heard because I remember when Tony Romo punctured a lung, they said that's not the biggest worry in the world. It isn't. It's the, the cracked it's the ribs. ribs. It's that, and you know, can you shoot him up? We saw what happened to Terod Taylor. Right. You know, his own doctor, unfortunately, punctured his lung. I mean, I had cracked ribs and had him shot up for 13 weeks in a row when I was playing, but I'm not a quarterback. Right. You know, who's going to take, you know, a bunch of hits, hits there right. and stuff like that. Right. So it's Kinda different. Dicey. And yeah. he's, he's older. Yeah. Um, so you really, It's different for yeah. everybody. The only other thing we can, we can end on before you go is because you were part of it. I actually played on two Thanksgiving games when I was playing. One when I was with the Eagles. We played the Cowboys on one Thanksgiving when I got caught saying the F word. That was the Leon Leck game, right? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, that, that was, was Miami. That was okay. Miami. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got caught. Um, obviously, oh, yeah. when with the Eagles, when Buddy Ryan was there and, and Jimmy Johnson and, and with the Cowboys, it was always a lot of a fighting. And one time it went to break, and we had just were pushing and shoving on the field, and the defense, we were walking off, and I took my helmet off as I was walking off the field. And unbeknownst to me, because you don't know where the cameras are, the camera zoomed in on my face right as I said, what the F, you know, is going on? And you could easily read my lips. And my mother called me after the game and said, I, I saw you swear on TV. And I'm like, sorry, Mom. It just shows how times have changed. Sydney swears on a regular basis yeah. on our podcast. Isn't that the we truth? We don't blink an eye. Yeah, we don't yeah. even blink an eye. Yeah. The other time I played was when I was with the Miami Dolphins, which is interesting because uh, wasn't Jimmy was Jimmy Johnson the the, the Cowboys co coach? The, the, no the the when the Dolphins yes yes he yeah. was the Cowboys coach there, um, and I was with the Dolphins and that's when uh, we the we were kicking a field goal with just a couple seconds to go in the game for the win it was blocked and went in front of the line of scrimmage it was spinning at the three yard line I was on the field goal team so I was on the field we all kind of surrounded the ball thinking. This game is now over because they blocked our kick. And in slid Leon Lett, thinking he had to recover it. And he slid feet first, and he hit the ball. So as soon as he hit it, it was live. We recovered it. Got a chance to kick another extra point or another field goal, and we won the game. So, yeah, yeah that was a ton of snow in Dallas that year. I mean, he's known for that forever. Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. You know who the sideline reporter was for that game? Cool. I believe it was O.J. Simpson. Seriously? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I think I could be wrong, could, but I'm pretty sure. You might be making that yeah, up. Yeah, I could be making that up. It's a good story. Yeah, yeah. Um, one quick question that uh, I saw some people on Twitter asked is: 
Do you think the NFL Thanksgiving games should be changed? Like, um, traditionally Detroit plays? No, I don't. I mean, I understand that they actually, you know, they added a game to it, which right. I think is cool, too. I now you so. get one at one, four, and then at night yeah, as well. I'd like I think that they it's fantastic. One. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I you know the the only problem is Detroit loses so much. Right. So sometimes that's, that's the game's the not as competitive. Right. But I still think there's something to tradition. I I do as well. Let me put it this way: if they change it, we're all still going to watch. I was going to say, regardless, everybody's it watching. It doesn't matter so. if they change yeah. it or not. So I guess I I would be indifferent about it. I kind of feel the same way. All right. You. you, are you all right. You I'm going to leave you to do your own thing. You I are. Hope it goes well. You hope it goes well. You don't have any kind of faith in me oh, that no. it will I have go well. I great faith in you. You do? Yeah. I think you're lying. Fair enough. All right. Before we jump into some uh, football, what went, went at the taping of this is the day after uh, the NBA draft. So we had the NBA draft. And, oh, by the way, uh, two days after the NBA draft, NBA free agency is going to hit. And how about what's going on in the NBA? You've got Russell Westbrook and... Uh, and uh, uh, James Harden wanting out of Houston. Chris Paul, the trade uh, to Phoenix. I mean, it is amazing what's going on. Milwaukee trying to make trades to keep uh, Ante, Giannis Antetokounmpo happy because if he leaves Milwaukee, they're going to become irrelevant again. And then the, the draft last night where you had the top three players, Anthony, uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, James Wiseman, and LaMelo Ball as the top three guys. It was kind of like, who was one, who was two, who was three, different positions. LaMelo Ball is a pure ball handler. Uh, Anthony Edwards is that shooting guard, and Wiseman is the seven-foot rim protector. So it ended up going Anthony Edwards going number one to Minnesota, which, which I saw, which, which I agreed with, because a lot of times you say you take the best player, but there has to be need involved. D'Angelo Russell is the ball handler for Minnesota, and you're not going to bring in, I don't think, LaMelo, LaMelo Ball to be that guy. Uh, so Anthony Edwards, I think that shooting guard, you know, a lot, of, a, a really a powerful guard, you know, six three, six four, almost two hundred thirty pounds. You see this guy going to the rim a ton. Maybe not as much as everybody liked that he should go to the go to the rim. Uh, needs to learn to play better defense. Decision making, I know, has been a problem as well. But boy, watching him play, he can be so explosive. So he went he went number one uh, to Minnesota. And number two to Golden State uh, was James Wiseman, which, which I, I again, I think you look at what Golden State has, you know, and, and you look at, at uh, uh, between Curry and Clay Thompson, though it is very interesting. Still at the time I'm taping this, we don't know what happened with Clay Thompson. He was working out with other players playing ball and hurt his leg. They said he was icing it and leaving the gym and couldn't put any pressure on it. So, by the time you all are hearing this, we may even find out uh, that it's a bad injury again after he tore his ACL. So very, very uh, tough one there w without question. Uh, but Wiseman, the seven-footer, the rim, rim, rim protector, you know, and a guy that can actually be an athletic seven-footer. Actually, sometimes he doesn't play down low enough and use his size. So another one, we'll see how he can improve defensively, especially against the pick and rolls. Time will tell. And then LaMelo Ball, if anybody saw the draft, after as, as mouthy as LeVar Ball got, you know, when, his, when Lonzo went number two overall to the Lakers and he, you know, ran the gamut of doing everything in the world that, that pointed a finger at himself, this was interesting. He just sat on that couch and basically didn't budge. Like, was he mad LaMelo went third instead of number one? LaMelo seemed extremely happy as he was number three pick uh, to Charlotte 
which is interesting because it's owned by Michael Jordan. And at one point, LeVar Ball said he could beat Michael Jordan in one-on-one. Maybe now that LaMelo was there, they can set up that one-on-one. But, you know, LaMelo Ball, what, what, a, what a ball handler he is. I mean, watching him play, obviously didn't play in any college. Anybody who watched his progression of his dad taking him overseas, and he and his other brother playing, then he ends up playing some in Australia. Really a, an incredible path that he took. But I remember seeing film uh, this kid at, like when he was a sophomore in high school when he scored like I think it was 92 points or whatever to what he is now, this 6'7", incredible ball handler is really something to see now. And, and again, he's 18, so let's, you know, let's give him some time. Not very strong. He's not very physical. Doesn't shoot the ball extremely well at this point. All things uh, we know that, that he can work on. And certainly defense is going to be a question mark uh, as well. So I think this year, while the potential, it seems, for all these top three picks is through the roof, there's still enough question marks to be not so sure that they can all do one or two things extremely well, but they're not that as complete a package maybe as we've seen down the road. We'll see. We'll see what they all do. Again, different guys. Edwards being that two, that scoring guard, Lamella Ball handling the ball. His his handling of the ball is going to be incredible to watch, and especially at that size. And then speaking of size, at 7-1, how Wiseman is going to do and these guys that are this big and their ability uh, to be as, let, as athletic as they are with that size. So, uh, we'll see whether we'll have those top three can impact as the season, again, begins before Christmas. Actually starts this year <laughs> on December 22nd. So time will tell with those guys. Um, on to college and what's going on there. I mean, wow, you know, COVID is just absolutely, we know it's running rampant in the country, but I'm sticking to the sports side of this. And we saw last week it really cost uh, the SEC some games this week. It seems to be calling the ACC a uh, number of games. I think there are, as of the taping of this, I believe there are a combination of 15 postponements or cancellation uh, of games. At this point, mine is on. The last two weeks, my games have gotten canceled or postponed. The game I have um, coming up on, uh, what, the 21st, I believe it is, on Saturday is Clemson at Florida State. It's a noon game on ABC. So uh, that will be it. Trevor Lawrence will be back. Their last game, Clemson, they lost to Notre Dame at Notre Dame. They had a bye week. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had missed the Notre Dame game and the BC game before that because of COVID. He's back. He's fine. I just talked to him this week. Uh, He's raring to go, get back out on the field. Clemson usually doesn't have to deal with a regular season loss all that much to try and come back from it, but they understand, and they do, that they control their own destiny. If they win out, they'll be in the ACC championship game. And if they win that, they'll be in the college playoff. And if Notre Dame wins out, it'll be Clemson and Notre Dame in the ACC championship game. And if if Notre Dame would win that game, they obviously would be in and Clemson would have two losses and be out. If Clemson won that game, it would be interesting because if Clemson blows out Notre Dame, does Notre Dame get knocked all the way out of the playoffs? If Clemson wins a close game against Notre Dame, then does Notre Dame stay in there and become number four? I think a lot of the expectation is Alabama and Ohio State could be the others. You know, you sit there and look at the outside outside looking in. Texas A&M has missed a couple of games uh, with COVID. They were sitting at number five. You saw Cincinnati and BYU, two teams that could keep winning. Cincinnati has a big one against UCF uh, this week. 
And quite honestly, what those teams would want if you're outside the top four as next week we get the first college football playoff ranking, you actually would want Notre Dame to beat Clemson in the ACC championship game because that would completely eliminate Clemson. Whereas if Clemson barely beat Notre Dame or was a good close game, both could still get in. They would probably take a one-loss Notre Dame team losing a close game to Clemson over an undefeated Cincinnati or BYU. Call it fair, call it unfair. I understand, but that's just kind of the way the college football playoffs have been going to the group of five teams instead of the, uh, you know, as opposed to the power five. So the best situation, I think, for a Cincinnati or a BYU, as long as they're undefeated, would be for Notre Dame to beat Clemson again. That way Clemson would absolutely be out of it at two losses, and there could be that spot there uh, to grab. So, we will see. Um, you know, a couple of really good games this week, as long as they're going to play. You have Indiana at Ohio State. Indiana undefeated. I mean, it's just fantastic what their coach Allen is doing this year and how the players are digging it. what's happening against Ohio State at Ohio State. Another Big Ten ranked team, Wisconsin, is playing at Northwestern. A couple, you know, undefeated there uh, as well. You have uh, the Bedlam, you know, uh, with between Oklahoma State and Oklahoma going on as well. So, you know, you have some some pretty good games as long as they're going to go on. And it's interesting, the college football playoff committee has said at this point, it's just going to be four teams. Uh, Nothing has changed. They're not talking about any minimum games for you to be able to be voted in because we know games not only are going to be postponed and hopefully made up, but some are going to be canceled as well. But they also said if they pick the final four teams, and they have the four teams ready to go, and one of those teams gets in the position where they can't play because of COVID, another team will not fill the spot. So that would just basically be a a forfeited win for that other team, and they would move on to the championship game. Again, we can debate fair or unfair, but we, you know, what's tough to debate is, you know, the shitty year that it is right now, and how you just kind of have to roll with what's happening, and and, you know, would you rather have them take five what, because they rank one, two, three, four? You know, do you have five and six if, you know, three or four or, or if, say, if two can play? Do you move it up, move everybody up a spot just so you have four? I don't know. You know, it, it's certainly worth a debate. When would you find that out, though? If you don't even find out until that week and the other teams have been off, you know, is that fair? So, to, and that's usually what's been happening. We've been you find out week to week if you're going to play. So I'll be interested to hear people's input on that of how it could work. But if you're talking the Tuesday of the first playoff weekend, you find out a team can't play. I think it would be awful difficult to say, oh yeah, hey number five, you haven't played, and I don't know when. Maybe you just played in a bowl game. I don't know, you know, or maybe you didn't, or some guys maybe have left, you know, to train for the NFL. All of a sudden, you're now in this game. Be tough to do. I I think. The college football committee is trying to trying to do the kiss mentality of keep it simple, stupid. We're going to keep it as simple as possible through these times and not try and create any waves here or there. So time, time will tell on that. Again, week to week, as I've said, every time I have a production meeting or talk with coaches, we all say we're crossing our fingers that by the end of the week we're still going to have a game. And I've had uh, more than a few, like I said, already canceled, and it's another – Cancellation, as I said, as a taping of this, there are 15. Last week there were 15, so there still could be the potential for more postponed or canceled games going on this week. 
Uh, and then we uh, jump into the NFL uh, and what's going on there and some of the, especially some of the games this week. And again, I love watching as me and my wife talk about love watching the Thanksgiving games or a ball, uh, just eating and sleeping and eating. And it, it was cool though. When I actually, as I said, played in two of them, you know, you wait till after and one of them, uh, one of the players, mom cooked a ton of food for everybody. And after the game, we had a ton of a big Thanksgiving meal uh, after the game it was very cool. You just have to kind of adapt with it um, to, when you play on, on a game uh, on a Thanksgiving day. You know, as far as what's going on in the NFL right now, a couple of in- incredible games uh, that went on last week that, that were my picks, by the way. I do three picks every week for ESPN. My picks have been absolutely horrible uh, with what's been going on. I thought the Bills-Cardinals game was unreal. I picked the Bills to win it in in uh, Arizona, and it certainly looked like they were going to in that go-ahead uh, when they went ahead uh, in that game. And then all of a sudden you get that Hail Mary, the the roll left by Kyler Murray in the high toss to the end zone where DeAndre Hopkins just out-jumped three defenders, knock it down on defense, knock the damn thing down. But I'll say, give it to DeAndre Hopkins, he just out-hopped everybody else. The Rams beating the Seahawks. You know, Seahawks only putting up 16 points in this game was surprising to me uh, because the Seahawks de- defense, we know, thinks they have to rely uh, on that offense. Uh, the Steelers remaining unbeaten. Uh you know, the it's been so it, it's kind of been a, a kind of a, a, a really an interesting week and uh, in where we are in the standings right now. You look at some of the games uh, that I thought were really in, incredible games uh, coming up this week. I, the, the three that I look at are Tennessee at Baltimore. Both teams are sitting at six and three. Uh, Tennessee's defense is OK. Baltimore's offense, certainly not what it was. What's going to be the difference there? Is it going to be Derrick Henry getting some great rushing? Is it going to be Lamar Jackson getting doing a little better than he's been? It's been a bit of a head-scratcher going on this year. Is Des Bryant going to be able to contribute in Baltimore there as well? You look at Green Bay at Indy. I, I really look at this game, and maybe it's the defensive player in me. The Colts, by the way, have the top by yards per game defense in the entire NFL, number one. And by the way, there's only two teams, and they're one of those two teams that has given up under 200 yards passing in a game, which to me is just is incredible. Um, it, it is I've been amazed by. It. So with that and having Aaron Rodgers coming in from the Green Bay Packers, I mean, in the year he's having, maybe it's maybe it's again the defensive mind that I have, but you get a. A team, one of a two, it might be three. I may, I may have been wrong. Maybe three under 200 yards giving up uh, against Aaron Rodgers coming in. It's in Indy. So I, I think I'm going to go with Indy in this one and, and play on my defensive mind to the ball, even though betting against Aaron Rodgers is rarely, rarely a good thing to do. One of the other big games I think to look at is Kansas City going to Vegas. Now, Kansas City has, what, one loss this year. And that loss is to Vegas when it was in Kansas City. I remember after that game, when Vegas got in their buses to leave, they did the, the trip around the stadium, you know, kind of honking the horn and gloating and that whole thing. And Andy Reid was asked about it. He said, hey, they won the game. They can, they can celebrate however they want. It's just not our style, not something we would do. So he played it like that. But I guarantee you the players are, are going to be ticked off. Now, again, 
I don't think that's going to be the difference of the game. Hey, we're mad because you circled our stadium. But I, I think just the fact that Kansas City lost that game is what ticks them at home. Those division games are, are so important to win your division game. You play twice, win yours at home. And they didn't there to Vegas. So I think there's a whole lot on their minds to get out to Vegas and, and get a little payback for that one. And it might be just a little extra sauce. They'll enjoy more uh, that they're able to do it after after the way the Raiders uh, gloated. Which, again, when you win, hey, if that's what you choose to do, that's what you choose to do. Other interesting games to me, Dallas uh, at Minnesota. Minnesota seems to be coming along. Dallas playing in a division that absolutely stinks. Anybody can still win it right now. Uh, New England coming off their win last week at Houston. Can they keep improving on that and kind of get going a little bit more? Uh, I'll, I'll be interested in that. Philly at Cleveland, man, I don't know what to expect out of Philly anymore. Cleveland, can they kind of keep pace uh, at this point with Baltimore? Ravens, obviously the Steelers undefeated, but can you keep pace with Baltimore? Both teams sitting there at 6-3. and three. So a lot of really good games, I think, going on. Uh, as far as the MVP, again, we know it's normally a, a quarterback uh, award. You see Kyler Murray and, and what he did, especially with that Hail Mary. You know his name is in it. But you sit there and look at highly rated quarterbacks. Kyler Murray isn't near the top of that. He does have eight interceptions. So he's not up with the other stats of like, you know, an Aaron Rodgers, a Drew Brees, a Russell Wilson uh, type of situation. But if he could lead that team, remember the MVP is a regular season award. If he could lead that team to a division title, now San I think it's the hardest division in all in in the league. But San Francisco got knocked off of that a bit, obviously because of the injuries that they had. Uh, but all the rest of the teams, Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks, sitting at six and three right now. So if he could get them to win that division, that would go a long way in helping for the MVP because stat-wise, he's just not there for those that want to look at stats. I know it's more than stats, but that's how sometimes it can be looked at. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, I don't know of any other, again, as I said, position player that may be in a position for that. So we normally look at the quarterbacks. Okay, everybody enjoy uh, your time. Enjoy your week, your weekend. Enjoy Thanksgiving coming up. And I'll continue to say it. If you, in fact, have already or want to put up your Christmas decorations, listen to Christmas music, even before Thanksgiving or whenever you want to do it, and it makes you happy, man, do your thing. As long as it's not hurting anybody else, this is 2020, man. You gotta, we got to smile when we can. All right, so be good to one another. Stay safe, and uh, I will talk to you all soon. Take care.